everyone. I'm Linda McHenry with The Writer's Voice. And today my guest is Linda Shenton Matchett. And we are going to be talking about her books. And her, her book was released yesterday, Murder at Madison Square Garden. So we're really happy that we're one of the first people to talk to her about that. And then we're going to talk about a couple of different things. One is social media platforms that writers can use successfully other than Facebook. And we're also going to talk about multi-author series and projects, something that not everybody is aware of, but excellent opportunities. So Linda, hi, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Doing well. That's good. So your book was out yesterday. I've seen it all over social media. Why don't you tell us about it? Because you are, in addition to a writer, you're also a history geek. Yes, I a major history geek. My poor husband, whenever we go on vacation, we at least have to stop by one historic site somewhere just so I can get my fix. Um, and he's become very patient. Uh, so yes, I learned very early on uh, because I've lived in a lot of different historic places. Uh, my dad worked for IBM, which among employees lovingly refers to uh, I've been moved is kind of how that's referred to <laughs> rather than international business machines. Um, so I grew up going to lots of different historic sites. And uh, before we moved to New Hampshire, we lived in the Washington DC area. And so we were very close to Gettysburg, often went to Gettysburg, and very, very close to the Manassas Prince William area, which is where a lot of the Civil War sites are, as well as, of course, the stuff down in downtown DC. Uh, and I just, uh, I just fell in love with the whole concept and it's, it's hard to articulate, um, which is why we use editors, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> editors are my best friend. Yes. But it just, it just speaks to me of what people experienced in the past and how they dealt with what was happening around them and to them. Specifically, the Civil War and World War II are both areas and time periods that, that really resonate with me. I don't know how anybody can go to Gettysburg and not feel that when you walk through the acres yes. and acres of, of, yes. of the gravestones and you see the names and you say that was a person, Yes, you know, and, and they have it by state and by area. So I, I, I can understand that. Yes, very much so. So yes, I'm a, I'm a huge history geek. I, I read memoirs and biographies. I watch oral history interviews. I, you know, I have it bad. Documentaries. <laughs> Well, that's that's good. So you do that with your writing. Okay. Most of your books yes. revolve around that. Why don't you tell us about the new one? Okay. Murder at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Murder at Madison Square Garden holds a little bit of a special place in my heart because I was raised in New Jersey for quite a few years and we were close to New York City. And we often went into the city, both with my folks and family going to a variety of sites, but also field trips, lots of field trips. And God love those teachers that are hauling 47 <laughs> students on a school bus into New York City. Ugh. That's an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. um, we went to Madison Square Garden a lot. There were shows, there were events, concerts. So when I was kind of rummaging around for my next story idea, I stumbled on the fact that the aviator Charles Lindbergh was actually against World War II initially and was part of an organization that held rallies all over the country. And he spoke at them and he spoke at one at Madison Square Garden. And I thought, that's the beginning of a story. 
Uh-huh. So the, uh, the plot is that there's a bunch of folks on the stage, including Lindbergh, and our protagonist stops a shooter from making an attempt. And we think that the assassination attempt is for Charles Lindbergh, but she ends up wrestling the guy to the ground and ends up holding the gun. So the cops think she actually is the one that took the shot, ended up killing somebody else on stage. So they have mm -hmm. to figure out uh, what's going on. But it was very fun to do the research and look at old pictures um, of, of the garden. That's really neat. That's interesting. You have a lot of other books that you've published, multi-published. So let's, so you've had a lot of experience doing this promotion thing. Okay, here you are the day after your book is released. And I know you've done a lot of promotion leading up to it. Uh, why don't you tell me about, you and I've had a chat about this before. Um, and, mm -hmm. and you think that there are a couple of other social media platforms that are just as good, if not better, in terms of success for writers to get your name out there and to promote yourself and your books. So why don't you share some of that with us? Sure. Facebook is great, but to be honest, I think sometimes people get a little Facebook fatigued, if you will, you know, the constant scrolling and, and sometimes when things aren't as great out there, the feed can become a little bit negative. And so I attended, I want to say it was a, a webinar, Anyway, about Pinterest and using Pinterest to get yourself out there. And I thought, well, I don't know. I'm not a good visual artist, but I do. I had created quite a few boards for my books and for mm -hmm. my history stuff. And the idea behind it is rather than continuing to repin other people's pins, which is fine, but those pins actually are tied to someone else's blogs, websites, social media, to create your own pins and to tie them to your own social media and blogs. So it's been several months. And so I now create pins that have to do with my blog. And my blog is all history geeky stuff. <laughs> you know, there's so much information that, that supports my story, but doesn't need to be in the story you know, because I'm not writing nonfiction and nobody wants a mind numbing description of, you know, Gettysburg. And so I use the opportunity to blog about some of the stuff I have found. And then I create pins that then I post. And when the person clicks it, it takes them to the associated blog. And I have found an incredible and surprising amount of uh, support and number of followers. You know, it's really funny that you should mention this because you are now proving the point that a previous guest on my insurance podcast made. Matt Medeiros is like a guru of content marketing. He writes, he, he writes WordPress plugins and he does all kinds of stuff. And what he says is that whenever you're creating online content, you always want it to redirect back to yourself. Sure. So again, that's why you sh you can share what other people write or like you and I will share on, on different social media platforms. Yes, that's, absolutely. That puts ourselves in front of everybody else. And yeah, if I share something you've written, they're going to look at you, but they can look at me too and vice versa. And that's what you're doing with Pinterest. So it sounds to me like you've hit on the, the exact kind of thing that you want to do. And if you're talking about 
Gettysburg. And maybe you don't talk about it a lot in your book, but you have a blog article. You're using the research that you did and you're right, attracting right. people who find the same things interesting. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing is I'm so excited to share the information and to find fellow history geeks is even better. Yes. So yes, uh, the Pinterest has been a great way to do that. In addition, YouTube has been a great way to do that as well. I'm not totally comfortable in it yet. Uh, as far as I still feel like when I look at my videos, I feel a little <laughs> awkward, but I get, in fact, recently I've started to get comments and I did one on the fact that uh, the Red Cross during World War II had their donut dollies and they had women who got on buses and they traveled to where the troops were and served them. But when they went overseas, because of some things that were happening in Britain and how they handled things, the Red Cross started charging for the donuts huh. and got quite a bit of blowback. Yeah, got quite a bit of well, blowback. Uh, it was only two cents. Well, back then, two cents is probably like two bucks is now. So what do you, so when you're going on YouTube, do you, how long are your videos? You know, do you do? They're probably six, seven, eight minutes, right. something like that. So they're um, short and they discuss a specific topic yes, and a very specific topic. Yes, exactly. And uh, so recently I posted that one and a young woman talked about how her uncle had experienced that. He was over in, mm -hmm. in England and how, and I want to say it was the USO that once he found out the Red Cross charged, he went over to the USO and he has not, he doesn't support the Red Cross. He doesn't give, <laughs> you know, he's got memory of an elephant. So, but that impacted him. Well, and that's, I mean, isn't that why we write? We want to connect with readers. And if we market yeah. to people that we connect with so much, the better, which brings me to the next topic we want to talk about are these multi-author series and multi-author projects. Typically as writers, we sit down and we write our own books, we write our own short stories, and then we market them and hopefully sell them all on our own. Why don't you tell us about some of the multi-author series and projects you've been involved in and how successful they've been for you? Sure. And again, they, it came about through social media. I was part of a group blog for quite a while. Uh, it has since died a natural death, and I'm now part of a, an additional second uh, group blog. But one of the women there wanted to create a series of books that were tied to that blog. And so she said, does anybody want to do this? We'll do a handful of books. We'll publish them separately, but we'll market them together, and hopefully there'll be some build and some buzz. So it's like, okay, sure. You know, I'm game. So we did that and it went okay. That was four years ago. That was 2016. But we were all so new to publishing, you know, uh, marketing, all of that. They did okay, but not fantastic. So that was kind of set on the wayside. Well, we've kept in touch. And about a year ago, she created a series of mail order bride books, which is totally not my genre, hasn't been. I thought, mail order brides, okay. And she contacted me and said, I understand this hasn't really been your genre. Yes, you've written romance, but you've not written in the 1800s. But I like your writing style. I think it fits well with mine and the other women that I'm doing this with. Would you be willing to be part of our series? Now, first of all, your ego goes because you know someone called someone They're asking called me, you. Yeah, you want my book, right? Right? You want my book? Oh, 
wait, two seconds worth of, okay, it's now, I'm book number 10. Together collectively or your book number 10? It has exploded. This series is currently up to book number 10, wow. which is mine, um, that comes out in August. And the, um, the pre-orders for each book have Ooh. been in the hundreds. I, <laughs> I know. But when I started doing my homework about writing to market, mail order bride books and Western romances are a huge and a very hot market. They've, and it's not really a trend because they've been this way for yeah. years mm -hmm. from what I can tell. And so we've got a uh, Facebook group, readers group for this particular series. There's also a sister series and it has just exploded. So each author writes their own book, but it is part of the series and we all market each other's books, support each other's books. Now this series, the characters don't interact. The only piece of information that ties us together is the woman who has the mail order bride okay. agency that all we right. all use. So she's, she's the glue the, that holds you all she's together. The, the threat. She's the threat, right. Another series that I've joined, and that book will be out in December, is a lighthouse series. We're part of a small community in Oregon, and it's an encapsulated community that we're all writing about. And there's a huge list of characters, and you each pick one. So somebody wrote about the lighthouse keeper, somebody wrote about the school teacher, oh, somebody wrote about... Right. And then I'm writing about the waitress at the, mm -hmm. the restaurant. And so our characters all interact and intertwine. So that's been very fun because it's this little microcosm. Yeah. So how do other writers hook up with this, something like that? How do you find a multi-author series or project? If you, if, you know, if someone were going to look for that, where would they find it? Sure. Uh, well, there's been a couple of ways I've done it. Through, again, through social media. So some of the authors that are in the Mail Order Bride series, the first one, are also authors okay. in the Lighthouse series. So they came over and said, hey, we've got some openings. Here's the sign-up sheet if you're interested. They also, someone created a multi-author project connecting authors page. And so I, they mentioned that. So I just searched Facebook for multi-author projects. So there have been several that have come up Good. as part of a search string. And then I also did some Googling around. I haven't been as successful. I write generally inspiration on mm -hmm. Christian fiction. And there's our group apparently tends to hang out on the Facebook area. I didn't find a lot mm -hmm. outside of Facebook right. for that. That's good to know. Well, you will, you'll have to come back then because you have your other two books and I know you've done some Facebook live events, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. So maybe you can introduce me to that. I've played <laughs> around with them. What I've done is I've recorded a couple to an event so no one can see it. I'm just not sure how to do all sure. the, the texting and all that while you do the event. So maybe you and I can in the near future uh, do one of those and we can promote all this kind of stuff on Facebook as well. That works. Yeah, for you? absolutely. Um, what it does and once you get over the oh dear god i'm gonna mess something up yeah phobia because you're gonna so you gotta get used to it right <laughs> right right so i just gotta suck it up and say oh well yeah yeah for sure and the other aspect of the multi-author projects that i didn't anticipate but that has been so gratifying is the camaraderie the cheerleading the oh your cover is so awesome oh 
what a great idea for a story. Oh, you're doing great. Oh, look how many pre-orders you have. I'm not someone who needs a lot of external validation. Right. But it sure feels well, good and you're when you part get of the it. Team because so much of being a writer is solitary. You do right. on your own. And yeah, you seek input after you've done right. something and you ask for advice, but you don't actually work with someone. So it feels it feels like you're part of a team and you're working together. Right, exactly. So it's been an interesting way to do this rather than co-authoring a book. It's not that more than one of yeah. us are writing the book. It's just that we're all in the same series. And some of the series have plans to go into 2024, oh, wow. 25. That's really good. Just sure. And we'll pull more people on board. But as long as the readers are excited about it, and, and they good. are, they're, you know, they kind of people like that content know, of that, that, that the series out. aspect, the fact that it's familiar. They do. And uh, I am finding that, first of all, romance writers tend to be binge readers. Mystery readers don't do a lot of that. But romance readers yeah. are binge readers. They find an author they like or a series they like, and they just want it to go on forever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So that's been a great. Well, thank you for joining me today. People can find you and your books on your website at lindashentonmatchett.com. Obviously, they can find you on Correct. Facebook and Pinterest. <laughs> oh, look, there she is again. <laughs> um, and, and like I said, well, you will have to have you back when your next, your other books come out and hopefully we'll do some other social media together. So again, thank you for joining me here on The Writer's Voice. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate and it. And I hope you sell tons of books at Madison Square Garden. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very Bye -bye. much. Bye-bye.